everyone, and welcome to The Cluttered Desk. I'm Jason Bings, the host of The Cluttered Desk. I'm a K-12 educator, administrator, and tech coach in Oklahoma. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jason Bings, and you can find the link to my blog in the notes and more information for the podcast there as well. The purpose of The Cluttered Desk is to help clear up some of the clutter related to education. Because as we all know, education is a very complex and cluttered topic at times. The goal is to help clear away some of the clutter, and with that said, Let's see what clutter we can clear from a desk today. Welcome to this episode. Uh, This is part two in a series of posts uh, dealing with accessibility in the classroom. And as I mentioned previously in the the last episode or the last post, depending on how you're accessing this information, um, there's a certain phrase that I want you to keep in mind when it comes to accessibility. And that is, don't don't assume, ensure. So that phrase again, don't assume, ensure. And keep that in mind as you're developing your lessons and teaching your lessons. And so what I mean by that is don't assume that there's nobody in your classroom, nobody in your audience, or nobody in your group of stakeholders that might need accessibility options. Because the majority of disabilities and impairments are invisible. You can't necessarily see them. um, So to provide for that, to make sure that you're covering yourself there, uh, ensure that you're providing for those needs ahead of time. And so in the previous post, uh, I talked about using classroom audio systems and my personal opinion that those are needed in every classroom. In this episode and in this post, I want to cover some of the other tools to use in your classroom along with the classroom audio system or if you don't have a classroom audio system, these can be used to compensate for that and and try to meet some of the needs of your stakeholders uh, while you're waiting to get one, or if you know that you're not going to be able to get one for a long time. Uh, Regardless of that, these are things that you can do that are going to enhance your presentation, enhance your lessons, and meet the needs of of your stakeholders. And so, uh, personally, I have witnessed the benefits of a classroom audio system and I would hesitate to go back into a classroom or into a situation without one. All right, so the first tool that I want to look at and want to talk about is video. Uh, Many of you I know use videos in your classroom. Uh, You use those to supplement your instruction. Uh, These may be videos of your actual lessons that you provide to your students as an extra resource, or you may provide it as part of a flipped lesson, or uh, just to enhance what you're teaching by bringing in an expert uh, with some knowledge or uh, some background that you may not have. Whatever the case, and however however you're using video, um, think about how that's impacting your audience that may have hearing issues. Chances are they're not getting the full benefit from them uh, because they may not be able to clearly hear what's being said, or in some cases, there may be so much extra background noise going on that it's, it's taking away from the presentation or from the video itself and making it challenging for them to even know what's going on. So how do you get around that issue? Well, the first step, and this is just a very basic one that, that should be available for just about every video now, um, and in fact, in many cases, it's already taken care of, but the first step is to turn on closed captioning. Um, most videos already have these built into them, and so this really should become a part of your daily instruction. 
Now when you're watching them for personal use, you may not need them, may not want them, you may feel like they're a distraction. But those that um, have an issue uh, with hearing definitely need these. Those that don't have an issue with hearing, they may find it distracting at first, but eventually they're going to get to the point where they don't even notice them if they don't need them. Uh, now this goes well beyond our students with, with hearing impairments. Uh, this is something that can benefit early readers as well. Uh, students that are trying to acquire the language, uh, this could, could benefit them too. So if they're able to hear and see what's being said, uh, that can improve their reading comprehension. Uh, it can also, as I said, help with our language acquisition for our English learners. And so if you uh, want to look in the uh, podcast uh, episode notes that's part of the uh, my blog post, uh, I've got a link there um, to the CaptionSync website to, to give you some more information and, and kind of help you out in that regards. Uh, so I think it would be beneficial to you to look at that. So what do you do if there are no captions available? Um, or, or if it's one that you've created and there aren't captions yet? You can actually add captions to your video. Uh, YouTube provides a few options for getting that done. And so in the show notes that are part of the blog post, I've also got a link to a help article for adding closed captioning and for transcribing your videos. And there are a few methods for doing that. Um, aside from just sitting down and typing it out and trying to add all that in, uh, it can be done automatically and then you can go back in and, and clean it up a little bit to correct any, um, any errors that may have shown up. Alright, so that's just a very quick um, basic thing you can do with videos. It's just turning on the closed captioning. Um, and so the next thing I want to do is talk about slideshows. I mean, if you're using Google Slides or PowerPoint or, or whatever else you may be using, um, Adding captions are a great tool for videos, uh, but that's not always the case with, uh, with slideshows. Um, so you may already have some text there, but typically during a slideshow presentation, you're talking the whole time. Uh, whether you realize it or not, like if you're using Google Slides, there's actually a great feature within Google Slides that you can turn on when you're delivering a presentation. Um, and it will actually add captions to your presentation. So when you have a presentation open in Google Slides, uh, you can begin the presentation and then down at the bottom uh, where your, your slide tools are, um, there's an option to hit closed captioning down in the presentation tool section there. And so the first time in you'll need to enable your computer's microphone and after that once you start speaking it's going to show your words going across the bottom of the screen. Now the drawback to this setup is that the, the captions aren't stored anywhere. This is for a live presentation um, but it does provide a great tool to help your audience in the moment and can have the same benefit for English language learners and early readers that that I mentioned about adding captions to your video. Now. To go along with that, if you wanted to take your presentation and turn it into a video, uh, using some sort of a screen capture um, tool might take care of this as well, if it's one that will do the screen and audio recording. So you could convert your whole, whole presentation into a video if you wanted with captions built in. Now, 
I don't know about you, but this is something that I think can significantly change learning in the classroom. Um, another thing that you can do with your slideshows is share your speaking notes. A lot of people I know will go through when they're typing up the presentation or preparing a slideshow will go in and add notes to it. Uh, share those. Make those public. Uh, it can be extremely beneficial to students that are English language learners. Um, and anyone that has other reading challenges because they're getting the information in multiple formats. So they're seeing it, they're hearing it, they've also got a, a visual um, for later that they can go back in and, and write on or do whatever they have to as well. Um, so those are options that can enhance your slideshows and increase um, the accessibility for other users. Another possibility, uh, if you don't have a classroom audio system, um, would be to use the Google Hangouts Meet and allow students to use their headphones in the meetings. Um, so this would actually allow you to turn your whole presentation into a Google Hangouts Meet and if students are on Chromebooks in other parts of the room um, they can have the headphones so that if there's any extra background noise it kind of blocks them out. And um, Again this is just a workaround, um, not one that I think I would use immediately but I can think of some cases where I might need that from time to time. And there's also some translation functionality that you can do with some of that as well. Um, now, before I actually would implement this myself, there's a few more features and, and a little bit more um, time to test it out before I would wholeheartedly endorse it as an option in this case. But this is something that I feel like is, is a possibility. And with a little further testing and a little bit more work on it, I think it could definitely be something that's, that's doable and workable. Um, so along with your slideshows, um, I mentioned sharing your speaker notes with your students. Have them use the screen reader tools as well. So if you provide um, a digital copy of it, they can use the screen reader tools that are part of their, their device that they have and it will read it to them. So you could do your presentation, share the notes as well, and then they could go back and listen to it again that way. Um, this would actually work well in an asynchronous lesson or if a student needs some something extra for review or um, if they're going to be gone for the day because they're on uh, school activity or ill or whatever the case may be. Uh, bottom line in each of these instances is to plan ahead. Um, make them available beforehand so that your students don't have to ask for them. If a student has to come to you after the lesson is over to get a copy of the video that's closed captioned or to get um, a copy of your notes or whatever, that's putting them even further behind. So know ahead of time if you've got students that have issues and have that provided and available you don't have to necessarily single them out but make it part of your routine and have have that on the corner of your desk or in a file folder that that they know when they walk in they can go in and grab that it's got your notes for it make it available to everybody um, so that that's an added benefit there and that will help keep everybody else up-to-date and, and on track and on pace with everybody else. Alright, so the next next tool that I want to look at that's related to video and, and presentations in the classroom is Flipgrid. And this is one that I'm just starting to use. Uh, some of you may not be familiar with Flipgrid, but Flip, Flipgrid is a video discussion platform and it allows you to post videos and your students or your audience can share and post comments as well. So Flipgrid has, has built-in 
um, options to add closed captioning to it. Uh, as I mentioned, that you can do that with YouTube and, and to some extent with Google Slides. The added benefit here is that you can post your video and your instructions ahead of time on your, on your grid and have that ready for your students. And this would allow those that need or want captioning to have it available to them ahead of time or they could pull it up while you're providing the instructions. So in this case, you're meeting the needs of, of multiple types of learners and not singling them out or drawing extra attention to them. Um, so to give you an example, I've got a link to it in the blog post that goes along with this uh, that I created for the podcast and blog. And so feel free to, to leave a, a comment and test it out if you'd like. Now, just to kind of wrap up this one, I know we all think that we're fully prepared for each and every lesson, um, but if we're not taking the time to cover the needs of all of our students, we truly aren't prepared. Um, you know, we look forward to adding to this topic as we go. I look forward to, to hearing from you if you've got things to share. Um, and this accessibility um, piece is something that I'm going to be revisiting. Uh, this was just part two. I'm not sure how many parts this is going to have total, um, but definitely look forward and come back for more of those later on. Um, so if you have ideas to expand this conversation, share them in the comments, um, on social media, or using the Flipgit grid response section that I mentioned earlier. Um, those are all, all options and all tools that I think would be greatly beneficial to each of us. Thank you for listening to and or reading uh, this episode and this post. Uh, feel free to leave comments, suggestions, or um, just general advice, whatever you have that goes along with this topic. And uh, I will be glad to try to incorporate that into a future episode. Until next time, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Bings, or you can uh, find me on my blog, clutteredesk.info. Uh, all of those are linked uh, along with this podcast, and so I look forward to sharing with you and growing with you there.